Hey, thanks so much for choosing the Haven House of Revival Sermon of the Week. We pray that this sermon impacts your heart and it inspires you to change your life and the world around you for God. Please enjoy the message. We're so glad you're here. If you're new here, welcome to Haven. We um, are a church that passionately loves our Lord. We love to worship the Lord and we want to be able to love you in that kind of relationship. So the Lord's been challenging me with the big C word. What's that word? Commitment. I, um, I was always horrible with commitment. I was one of those guys as a teenager. We counted one time. I had 18 different girlfriends because I hated commitment. I would say because I liked commitment, <laughs> but no. And um, I was dumb. I just didn't get it. I didn't get commitment. I didn't get love. And sometimes we carry some things over into our life that hurt us. And um, we don't know what it is to commit anymore. How many of you say, I've struggled with commitment throughout my life? Be honest. The rest of you are lying. You're not even committed to the fact that you're not committed. We've all struggled with commitment, and the Lord told me why we struggle with commitment. And I don't know what um, your reason is. There are, I'm going to open up my iPad here because I wrote down some good things, but I'm not going to preach all that I wrote down, but this is a message I need to preach everything sometime. What is causing us to neglect commitment? What hinders our commitment in our lives? Some of you have had difficult, or some of us, I don't want to just say you, you got all the problems. No, some of us have problems with commitment because we've been hurt. And we carry those hurts, those wounds, those difficulties that we face, and we allow them to affect our commitment to our spouse to our family, to our kids. How many think you should be committed to your family? Right? Well, I'm going to give you the key to be able to be committed to a marriage. The key is to be able to be committed to your kids. Like, you're not just committed to your spouse, you're committed to your kids. I was a dad for a long time that maybe wasn't as committed to my kids as I should have been. I've gotten better the last number of years, but... I love to work. I love to make money. I love to golf. I could go out four hours golfing and totally ignore my wife and kids at home. And Golfing, just so you know, is not a sin. I'm going to keep doing it. I love golfing. <laughs> but if you can spend four hours on the golf course, you can spend four hours with your kids throwing a ball. Spending time together, taking them to the park, taking them swimming, doing the things that a dad needs to do. And sometimes, even as moms, we check out. Why do we check out? Well, the Lord told me it's because your heart. If our heart's not in alignment, we are not going to be in alignment. 
So for some of us, we're distracted. Some of us are hurt. Some of us are motivated by fear. I could never commit because I'm afraid. Here's, um, and you can put this on your Instagram if you want. We don't have commitment problems. We have heart problems. I really believe it. That's what God told me. He goes, you don't have commitment problems. You got heart problems. Because if the heart's not in alignment with the heart of God, we're not going to be able to commit because we're not healthy. So the Lord brought me to the two wisest teachers of all time. Who do you think those would be? What would you say, hon? Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was pretty wise. It helps to be all-knowing. <laughs> but he gives us some wisdom. And who in the Old Testament? Solomon. I love the way the French people say Solomon. <laughs> yes. Solomon. <laughs> Proverbs 4, verse 23 says this. Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it <laughs> spring the issues of life. Or for out of it is the wellspring of life. So if we don't guard our heart or keep our heart, and we're going to look at that, what that means, what Jesus says what that means in just a second, things aren't going to flow out of our heart that are good. And if things aren't flowing out of our heart that are good, we're not going to make good, committed decisions, whether it be with family. What are the different things we need to be committed to? Well, I wrote down, number one, committed to God. we got to be committed to God. Remember as a kid, or you even heard that as an adult, we say we commit our heart to Jesus. I always wondered, like, what does that mean? Is it just an intellectual assent and a prayer that I say, Lord, I commit my heart to you. Well, it is that, but it's much more. Because in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31, let's read that. Jesus gives us some wisdom. He says this, Mark 12, verse 30 and 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, Everyone say, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. For this is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Jesus was being challenged about what are the commandments, and the Jews have been told for so long to keep all the law, keep all the commandments. And he said, here's the greatest ones. And I'm telling you today, these are the greatest ones. As we go in, into a family meeting, and as we talk about commitment, this revelation to me is huge. Guard your heart. And then Jesus said, well, the greatest commandment is to love your Lord your God with all your heart. Whew. You ready for this revelation? Get out a pen. The Lord told me your heart is the center of your physical and spiritual being. Everything revolves around your heart. Think about it physically. If your heart's not healthy, the rest of you is probably not going to be healthy. 
It is the center of our physical being. It is also the center of our spiritual being. So if our heart isn't spiritually healthy and committed to Jesus, we're going to struggle with commitment. Why? Because commitment comes in line with the other things. Love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, your heart represents all that you are, your being. And the soul is similar where, well, if you look up the Vines Expository, it says your soul is literally your breath from God. Your being. Will, emotions. So if my will and emotions aren't in line with the heart of God, I'm going to give up. When something difficult comes my way, oh, I'm going to lay in bed and think about how bad people are. You ever had people talk about you, people say things about you, and you just like, oh, I give up. I'm frustrated. Why do we give up? Because my soul isn't in line with my heart, because my heart isn't in line with God. If my heart isn't healthy, my soul's not going to be healthy. So my soul, those emotions and will, my will gives up at times. Well, a lot of us try to correct our soul. I'm going to read a self-help book. And then what we do is we try to use our mind to correct our soul. If I can just get some understanding and intellect, my soul will get healthy, and then I will be stronger to be able to be committed. No! Because my mind's not healthy if my heart's not healthy. I'm not going to think and understand and have revelation if I'm not in tune with the heart of God. Is this revelation? Like, this is good. Oh, man. So my mind is my intellect and my reasoning. So if I'm not in tune with the heart of God, my heart's not healthy, my mind isn't in tune to be able to reason properly. Why are these things happening? Well, they're not happening just because your spouse is mean, people are mean, these things are bad because we can all reason out things that it's everybody else's fault. Stop it! It's not everybody else's fault. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. But I'm not going to understand that unless I'm in tune with the heart of God. So we try to reason our way through it. Well, I know there's a good scripture. Let me just claim that scripture. I would say 80 to 90% of the church in North America does not understand this principle. And we have an intellectual assent to God. We've made a decision in our minds, and we try to get our souls to be in line with God. But that's not how it works. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. I've got to have everything in tune, my whole being, the center of who I am, in tune and committed to God first. But we have been teaching for so long, if I can just get my mind and soul in line, and then we throw in the strength part. Well, I'll put lots of effort into it. 
I'll put lots of effort into my work with God, and I'll do the things of God. I've done that even in ministry. How many of you ever tried to just do the work of the Lord? Because it's going to make you closer to God. Hogwash. It might make you feel good about yourself, but it's not going to bring you to the heart of God, just effort. Effort doesn't work either. Love the Lord you God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I can go out and, well, in the last days, you're going to go see Jesus. And didn't I heal in your name? Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I do these things? Yeah. But I didn't know you. Ooh. Ouch. He wants to know you. And the word know denotes intimacy in Scripture. It literally means intimate. He wants you to be intimate with him. Because if you're intimate with him and you love him with all your heart, you're going to be able to be intimate with your spouse, your friends, your workplace. You're going to be in proper alignment. And you're going to be able to be committed. Above all else, Solomon said, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So what do we need to do to be the committed family that God's called us to be? And commitment's important. I better, first of all, commit to God and then guard that which I've committed. I commit my heart to God, now I guard it. Because out of it's going to flow my emotions and will, my soul, my mind, and my strength. So when it says you have the mind of Christ, only those who have a heart committed to God, the center of their being, can carry the mind of Christ. How did Jesus know what to do? I can only do what the Father does. I better be in tune with the Father. I better be in tune with the heart of the Father. So if you want to be a committed person in your family, your workplace, in your church, how many of you think we need to be committed in church? It can't just be, oh, well, I attend church. I'm committed. Look, I'm there almost every Sunday. Unless I get sick, I'm there. I'm committed. No, you're only committed if you're there because you're carrying the heart of God. It's not a physical thing. Remember that with all my strength? My strength must be in line with his heart. My soul must be in line with his heart. My mind must be in line with his heart. So we don't have a commitment problem. We have a heart problem. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Lord, thank you for revelation. Thank you for this revelation. Maybe you're in here today and you say, I'm brand new to this church thing. And, or maybe you've been around this church thing and it's been about an intellectual ascent to God. I've made choice and said some words. And maybe it's you've been putting in the strength and effort to want to serve God. But you say, Pastor Jeff, today I want you to pray for me. I want to commit my heart, the center of my being, all that I am to the heart of God. And it says spirit will give birth to spirit in you. He gives you a new heart because you now carry the heart of the Father.
You say, I want you to pray for me. No one looking around. Just put up your hand and I want to pray for you. You want to commit that heart right now. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Anybody else? This is good. Maybe you've been serving the Lord, you know, intellectually, physically, in your own strength for a long time. You say, today, Lord, I'm just saying, may my heart be aligned. And maybe you've got an alignment problem. You've been aligned to your soul, your mind, your emotions, and your strength rather than to the heart of God. Say, Pastor Jeff, I want you to pray for my alignment now. Put your hand up all over this place. Thank you, thank you. Oh, that's a lot of us. So, Lord, right now, you saw these hands and these commitments people want to make to you. They're saying, I want to be committed to the heart of God and be aligned to the heart of God. Forgive me for trying to do this walk with you in my own strength, my own emotions, my own will, my own mind. Forgive me, Lord. Just say that right where you're at. Forgive me, Lord. Yeah, you can even say it out loud if you want. Forgive me, Lord. And I think you should audibly say to God, may my heart be aligned to your heart. To the heart of God. The center of my being, all that I am, may be aligned to you. I will bless you, O Lord. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to change your commitment levels to your family, your spouse, to your church. It's going to change your commitment levels to your worship. You're going to worship differently when you get your heart aligned. It's going to release you from being tired of always having to prove yourself to God. When your heart's aligned, it's not about proving. It's a matter of being Now you're something different because your heart is renewed. I know this is different for some of you, like to have Pastor Jeff come and preach at 1040, like 10 minutes into the service, that's weird. And you're thrown right off. Well, allow God to speak to your heart <laughs> about that. And I can no longer get upset because if I'm doing what the heart of God wants me to do today, and that's what he told me, I can't allow your emotions to dictate mine because my emotions aren't in line with your emotions. My emotions are in line with the heart of God. And that's how each one of us need to be. So when your strength gets zapped, your emotions get zapped, you carry something different. You carry the heart of God, and the heart of God walks with patience. He walks with kindness. Oh, he walks with all goodness. Some of us have had difficulty with the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Because we try and do them. I can't have love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith and self-control all on my own. No, I've got to do it with the heart of God. Aligned to his heart. You go from doing to being. Work at your heart. What do I mean by work? Guard it. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. 
for out of it will flow the wellspring of life. And I want you to live today. I want you to live with the heart of God. And as a commitment, we're going to worship the Lord. Rod and Sarah are going to lead us in some worship. And we're going to go into a couple songs of worship. Then we're going to do um, our offering. Joel's going to take up offering after that. Kids will go downstairs. And we're going to have our family meeting. All is a part of the service. And we want you all to stay. To see where Haven is going. And Haven is going after the heart of God. So if you say today... Lord, your heart matters to me. Oh, I want you to stand right now. And we're going to worship the Lord. Let's go and worship him with our whole heart. And I want you to go and I want you to guard your hearts. I want you to be mom and dad with the heart of God. Husband and wife with the heart of God. I want you to carry something different. You have the ability to commit. Because commitment is not the problem. Our hearts are the problem when we lack in commitment. So we examine our hearts today and worship him with your whole heart. Worship in spirit and truth today. Worship him with your heart today.